Welcome to the California Work Comp Report, a podcast hosted by Arun Kroll and Claire Williams, featuring Dr. John Alchemy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the California Work Comp Report. This is Monday, January 12th, 2015. My name is Arun Kroll, and I'm here today with Dr. John Alchemy. Dr. Alchemy, hello. Hey, hey how you doing? Hey. I'm well. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. All right. So today, we are going to talk about MMI. Great. What exactly is MMI? So MMI is a shorthand for maximal medical impairment. Um, and I'm sorry, maximal medical improvement. Uh-huh. Um, and you can find that definition at least as it's used in the AMA Guide's uh, 5th edition, on page 2. And the definition reads as follows. An impairment is considered permanent when it's reached maximal medical improvement, meaning it is well-stabilized and unlikely to change substantially in the next year with or without medical treatment. So, in short, this simply means that all available treatment has been completed, and no further improvement is anticipated. Right. Now, this is a pretty important thing to determine in a workers' compensation claim. Why, why is that? What, what role does the date of maximum medical improvement play in the life of a work injury? Well, you know, the date is important because it signals a couple of very important things for the insurance company. Um, It means that no more further uh, active treatment um, is needed at that point. It means that the case then uh, has to have an AMA Guides 5th Edition impairment rating in California to determine any measurable loss. Um, Future care for the claim has to be determined uh, by the medical provider. The apportionment, permanent work restrictions, once the employer has the um, understanding of what restrictions are permanent, they can make a determination if they can make a long-term accommodation, if there are going to be limitations. And then if the employer cannot accept them back, um, then a determination needs to be made for their ability for uh, job retraining benefits. Right. So it's the point when the injury has reached enough stability that the insurance carrier or the employer, they can all start making these more long-term decisions about how they're going to take care of the employee or how to move forward with their business and so forth. Is that right? Absolutely. Yep. It's it's the long-term planning then for uh, what comes next. All right. So it's basically a date, right? You decide at this particular point this employee is probably not going to get a whole lot better. How do you come up with the MMI? How do you determine that as a medical provider? Well, you know, clinically, the medical provider, in my opinion, needs to follow two things to make the determination, and they both have to be present. The first one is if there is any ongoing treatment, is it going to change the injured worker's disability. For example, if they've recovered to the part with their injured back, 
that they can lift 25 pounds but no more because their symptoms don't allow them to do more. And if you give them another six visits of physical therapy, is it going to change their ability to lift more than 25 pounds? So is their disability changing, okay, their their work limitations? That's the first thing. Now, the other thing is, is their impairment rating going to change? Let me give you an example of that. Um, I know that I've had a shoulder injury. I can't lift more than 25 pounds, and the doctor and I have determined that more therapy is not going to change that. However, um, after each set of therapy, I'm able to raise my arm 10 more degrees. My goal is to get up to 180 degrees, and after each week of therapy, I'm gaining 10 more degrees of motion. So until that, you know, stabilizes and I'm getting to the same measurement and the therapy is no longer helping, then my impairment would no longer um, be affected by more treatment. So my disability has stabilized and then eventually my impairment rating would stabilize and that's the time that I would be maximally medically improved. Makes sense. It's when improvement mm-hmm. stops. Right. Right. Okay, great. So you as a medical provider, you've let's say you've decided or determined that an employee has reached MMI or their work injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what part does this play in the reports that you would write? So far on the California Work Comp Report, we've discussed Dr. Spurs' report and the PR2 report and the PR4 report. Where does MMI mm-hmm. figure into this story of a work injury? So, you know, MMI is kind of the ultimate goal that you're trying to get um, get to and figure out as soon as the claim is filed. Um, sure. You want to know what things are going to need to go in to figure out what that date is going to be. So, um, you know, you being the, the, the treater um, and the patient need to kind of understand what the game plan is and, you know, what happens at each stage after, you know, a treatment round is, is completed. Um, I, I think... One of the more important things is to prepare the patient who's not getting better that MMI is coming up and, you know, what criteria you as the provider are going to use to declare that date. Um, when patients get hurt, they obviously want to get better. And despite best attempts, sometimes they continue to have pain. And sometimes where the relationship goes off between the primary treater and the patient if the patient believes MMI to them means that I'm 100% like I am before I got hurt. And as we were just discussing, that's not really the definition of MMI. So sometimes the patient will want to contest that. And, you know, the doctor needs to explain that. And, you know, sometimes they just need also a second opinion to see if, hey, there really is any other treatment we either haven't thought about or that might be, you know, more specialized. Definitely. So it's basically the doctor's responsibility to figure out when the patient has reached MMI. Uh, Is there any reason why somebody other than the patient would disagree with the doctor when you proclaim that they've reached MMI? 
well, employer, the um, insurance carrier, for example. Yeah, you know, so sometimes, um, you know, the insurance uh, carrier adjuster uh, may actually think that um, there should be more treatment. I mean, sometimes they think that, you know, there's there's already been enough, but, you know, hey, um, is there anything else we can do because we're looking at a lot of impairment in this case and we want to, uh, you know, not only improve their function um, in the workplace, but we want to minimize their impairment rating. So an insurance company may may assign um, a second opinion or ask the primary treater would it be okay if we got a second opinion, or they might totally disagree um, with the doctor's PR4 assessment, date of MMI and all that, and send it off to a qualified medical examiner for a second opinion. So, um, you know, that date can come into conflict. Um, there can be attorneys involved who, you know, may have a different idea about, you know, when the case should be MMI and maximum treatment and all that stuff, too. So it can get complicated uh, when that happens. <laughs> so could you give me, like, a concrete example of how exactly that might play out? Like, let's say an employee sustains a work injury and then you determine MMI is on this or that date and then somebody doesn't like it. How exactly would that conflict resolve itself? Sure, sure. So let's walk through um, a sample case here. And in this case, the injured worker, um, let's say it's a 35-year-old left-hand dominant carpenter. And okay. He comes in with a right wrist strain, you know, repetitive strain, been working for a while with it, and he uh, receives treatment. He gets some therapy, some anti-inflammatories. He has an X-ray, um, even has an MRI, uh, nothing really to, to change there. He's gotten a little better, um, but he still has some measurable loss and uh, still has disability, can't return to full duty. And... Um, Let's say that he's even seen uh, an orthopedist on referral. So uh, the doc who's treating him says, you know what, this guy's uh, MMI. And we'll call the MMI date January 1st, uh, 2015. Well, yeah, in the course of this, um, the patient is uh, still unhappy, wants a second opinion, so he applies to the state for a qualified medical exam. And uh, he sees the qualified medical examiner. Um, recommends uh, more therapy and a custom split, you know, something that maybe hadn't been done before. And now he comes back to that Q&E, and it's now June 1st, 2015. Um, the measurements are retaken, and uh, the limitations are reviewed, and they're entirely unchanged from January 1st. Okay, so six months have gone by, more treatment, a custom splint, no change in his disability, no change in his impairment rating. That's so the question is, right? yeah, so the question is, what is the MMI now, okay? And the answer is the MMI remains January 1st, 2015, because there's been no change in his functional limitations and no change in his impairment rating. Interesting, all right. Which makes sense, because that's the date that all improvement was last observed to stop. Exactly, yeah. And, again, it was documented correctly with measurements. Um, you know, it was all written up. Um, and the patient's not contesting that, you know, they can do more um, 
than they could on January 1st. So for all intents and purposes, it's exactly the same, you know, condition status. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced a scenario where an injured worker had reached MMI and then stayed at that level of improvement or impairment for, let's say, a few years, and then all of a sudden they started getting a lot better much later after the fact? Yeah, you know, that that does happen on occasion. Um, you know, it's it's hard to really give some good examples about where that would happen reliably. Um, yeah. You know, but sometimes, sometimes people get treatment, and, uh, you know, maybe they're doing a little bit better with their home exercises. Maybe they lose some weight, you know, and, and get some weight off their back or their knee and do start feeling better. Um, you know, and in those cases, uh, you know, a year or two down the line, um, they may actually come into their treater and say, you know what, I don't need these restrictions anymore. And now if we, you know, reapply that definition, they may have a new MMI date. Because maybe they don't need to have a weightlifting restriction. You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, and that happens. That happens um, occasionally. Mm-hmm. Would that still be considered the same claim by the insurance carrier, for example? Would it be an extension of that original work injury that might have happened six years ago? Yeah, it's the same claim because it all stems back to the same injury. We're talking about a case where we're assuming there's been no interval injury or anything like sure. that. And um, and uh, it's the same circumstances. It's just that their limitation um, has not changed. Or, you know, sometimes I've seen it where people aren't ready for a surgery, so they're made MMI, right? And then maybe in a mm-hmm. year, their circumstances change and, you know, they're ready to do the surgery, have the surgery, pain goes away, you know, new MMI date and uh, a new impairment rating uh, because their impairment may have may have changed as well. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, is there anything that you'd like to add to the subject of MMI that we haven't already covered? You know, um, the only thing I guess I want, you know, everyone to understand is that, you know, MMI is a stabilization of the condition. And two things that really should play a role in determining it is functional ability and impairment measurements. So, you know, if we can get that message across, um, I think everyone will be well on their way to understanding this, uh, this concept of maximal medical improvement. All right. Sounds good. Great. Well, yeah. Well, everybody, uh, thanks for joining us at the California Work Comp Report. And keep an eye out for our next podcast. Dr. Alkney, it's good to talk to you. As always, good to be here with you. All right. Till next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the California Work Comp Report. We look forward to next week and continuing our discussion of work comp claims in California. Questions or comments? Got a great workers' compensation story to share? Find us on Twitter at RateFast or at rate-fast.com.